Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Guru at Arena. This week, we lick our wounds after the Jets' loss, discuss round one on the A-League, and we talk to Sean Millicamp and Nick Montgomery. I'm Jimmy, and I'm joined by Luke and Josh. Afternoon. Evening. <clears throat> Afternoon. It's not slash good evening. evening. It's not good evening. It's still evening. It's technically afternoon. Yeah, it's going to be a quick one. We're going to rush this to get home for the, the Ruse game. And we're a man down too. And that disappointment, so... Aaron really took the loss hard. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, still recovering at home. Crying so. into his <laughs> Zimmer frame or something. Crying into his Zimmer frame. All right, walkout song. Of course. <laughs> we should have played this in the bay. It's, it's, I, it's uh, I think it's become our unofficial anthem, hasn't it? Oh, the mood in the bay. As soon as the, as soon as we went, what three one down, it was just oh. Yeah, well, as soon as bad. Rory, as soon as the snake scored a hat trick, Christ. So why am I playing this? <clears throat> because the weekend hurt. That's why. Because mm. some football game happened that. Shouldn't have happened. It never happened. The game the se- shouldn't have happened. The, the se- result shouldn't have happened. The season opener is this weekend, all right? It's way too early in the season to be playing this. 20, 26, <laughs> games, 26 <laughs> games to go. Look on the bright side. Uh, it's never too early. Trying. Anyway, trying quite trying to look on the bright side. Right. News. Uh, well, let's just... A couple of topics. Uh, the lack of advertising... From FFA, I, have you seen anything? All I've seen is a couple of Facebook ads. There was like the season launch at some paddock in Melbourne that yeah. was so poorly advertised. I didn't even know it was on until I saw highlights of it on Fox Sports News. It was at some uh, local MPL club, and they had a few fireworks in the middle of the day, <laughs> which looked fantastic. That's um, no, been average, and I mean everybody keeps on saying it, and you know they everyone keeps on saying, well they. Shouldn't advertise while the NRL Grand Final still will be played, and I felt they do it when we're playing. Who cares? It's been what twelve years, thirteen years. 13 we, ne- years. we need to stand on our own two feet now. It's just ridiculous, and I, I know that they haven't got a lot of money, but um, a lot of that is their own fault that they haven't got a lot of money. Yeah, but the money that they do have needs to be spent on getting the word out that. You know that the league's back. I mean, and who was the guy at the launch? Like, I didn't even know who that was. He was like, "And we've got games all over," and he kept pausing as if he didn't really know what he was talking about. And I'm thinking, probably um, a hired goon. There's a game in Gosford. There's a game in Wellington. It's like, all right then. So, we so know. it's just reading from a sheet. I think so. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, well, last year we had Yoshi, and this year we had just a bunch of kids. I think they're all from, from the Tim Cahill from Tim Cahill Academy, wasn't it? <laughs> were they? I don't know, but I'd it seemed like it because the Tim Cale Academy ads were always on. That's right. my biggest thing. They've they've used the same marketing slogan two seasons in a row. You've got to have a team. I don't. Is that smart? Is it? It seems odd to me. It uh, seems it can work if you do it right, but I don't think they've done it right. To me, it looks like they've they've got no ideas left. For me, I still rate the ninety minutes, ninety emotions campaign from three or four or five seasons ago. Mostly sadness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a good, it was a good, it was a good slogan, and it got it people talking. But yeah, to have the same slogan two years in a row just seems lazy. I mean, there's there's the odd uh, advertisement on a bus stop, 
which is only probably in all the major cities. But I mean, up here and in Newcastle, we get nothing. The only we had to make our own advertisement. Exactly. That's what I was just about to say. The, the only A League related billboard that I've actually seen, we forked out the money for. That backfired, to be honest, especially with the result. Although it was a good, it was a good idea to do it, but it definitely backfired. Yeah, if it didn't backfire, then you know everyone would be happy about it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, the well, we'll get on to the stadium later. Ben Khan to Brisbane Olympic. Uh, it's good to see him get another job. Mm, absolutely. Um, Happy for him. quality coach. I uh, wish he was still here, to be honest. Yeah, but, uh, um, Brisbane Olympics gain for sure and our loss. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Brisbane Olympic are looking at being in the um, second division when that opens up in probably about three years. So, And you know, um, it's a shame because he still should be here, really. I actually, I actually spoke to Benny on Sunday on the phone and um, he said, you know, he's going to go up there and do this and hopefully it all goes well but um sure it will he did say you know he never wanted to leave and um he's keen to come back if the opportunity presents itself in the future so hopefully that does happen because he's a quality coach and an even better person mm-hmm. um so yeah it's a shame that he's gone um current member count is fifty-seven ten. uh compared to last year it was only forty-one eighty, so we're up a fair bit Eventual target is over two uh, six thousand two hundred and sixty four, um, and you know we've done quite well to get a membership packs. Newcastle fans and Adelaide fans haven't even got their stuff yet, so. And our stuff's good quality too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen some of the other things that a few of the other clubs have got, like the um, Sydney FC member scarf is the most hilarious thing. I've yeah, ever we laughed about life. that. Yeah, it's a bar mat. Horrible. <laughs> yeah, horrible. Our stuff's good. Don't complain about it. Right, on to some quick reviews. Uh, we'll start with <laughs> <laughs> that match. The flogging. The flogging. Yep. What's the time? Is I think it's probably about time to go, I think. It's about, <clears throat> it's about one to five. It's about <laughs> five past the Mariners. <laughs> I mean, when I woke up on Saturday morning, I did not imagine no. in a million years we would concede five goals on Saturday night. No. Never. No. I mean, I think I was still in shock about what the actual scoreline was. I I was like, as some listeners might know, I was actually away for the week and I landed in Brisbane just at half time and it was 3-1. And I went and grabbed some dinner and I sat down next to a Jets fan, of all people, and heard him say to his missus, oh, the Jets just won 5-1. And I had leant over and said, what? <laughs> What'd you say? Excuse me. I, honest to God, like, because we had... I checked the score at 3-1. I thought, oh, yeah, we'll come back from this. You know, three all. Maybe even <laughs> snatch a 4-3 win. That's very being very and optimistic. Yeah, when I was tuning in a burger, I heard that guy say that. And I just nearly spat it out. And I was like, what? <clears throat> How did that happen? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Luke on that one. I I don't, don't know how that happened, but it did. And it sucked. It, it sucked massively. It was such a shock. Yeah. So the, the back four, obviously, biggest issue. The um, for me the fullbacks were completely dominated by their yeah. wingers, but just get oh, just on to McGing. I understand why people uh, he's a, why he's being the scapegoat scapegoat. But to be fair, he's not he's nowhere near a right back. Well, he's no, a no. he's a and defensive midfielder. The second thing, he's following instructions. Yep. I'll be honest. This is what I was sort of worried about. They pre-season. killed us. They killed us with long ball. They just had to put 
a long ball over the top and McGing was stranded and I think he was against Naboo and Naboo, who we all know isn't the greatest player of all time, but completely dominated him and that's how they got a few of their goals. All he did was just keep exploiting that space in behind him. Yeah. But when our two backs push up out wide, if they're up there and we lose the ball, you've got to have two full backs, centre backs, which are just kind of... Either spread apart, which we saw against Wellington at Plume, mm. or they're in the centre marking a striker. It just leaves so much room it's, either it's in the, the middle same. or out wide. It's the same as last season. Like We are so it. vulnerable on the counter. Yeah. It's almost like watching the Socceroos. The Socceroos are vulnerable on the counter. Well, they play That's because they play back. three at the back. But like, just when, when they had the ball on the counter, every time I thought they were going to score because mm. we were so open at the back. Yeah, like, I feel I feel bad for McGinn because I there is a decent footballer in there, but he's not a right back, as you said. When he's, he's been not. played a defensive midfield, he's been yeah, good. We can't you can't expect to use him as a plug all the time, playing at right back, playing at centre back, and throwing into the midfield when he's sort of on his own. I mean, so he's a utility player at the moment. Yeah, yeah, but he he's shouldn't a, really be. He's a plug. See, I'm a, I'm a strong believer of you know round pegs in round holes. Yeah, yeah. And the unfortunate thing is, because we let go of Poscolero, we had no. Well, that's 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 one <laughs> very big um, thing that we have is that our only specialist right back is Storm, and when Storm's out, yeah. we lack very much at the right back spot. Yep. Yep. And, and we I had a youth player, and we let him go. Yeah, and I think Rosie struggled. Playing that game style, we all love Rosie, but he's lost his legs. That's what yeah. that's what age does. And again, like I said before, he, his winger, the Newcastle winger, who was he was against Petrados, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah, just completely dominated. I mean, the Rose of five years ago easily would have been able to play that game style mm-hmm. and more than handle himself, but. He got found out on the weekend against a good young player. So. I think that's that's the thing, though, is that if McGing and Rose are our fullbacks, then I think every team in the league, or at least probably six or seven of them, are going to exploit that and be able to score yeah. against us. Yeah. So how did the rest of the team go? Well, we started like a house on fire really well. We got the goal. Like as soon, when, when we got the other goal, I'm thinking this could be our day, but it just... Like yeah. he, like he said to me at the game, like everything from like the fifteenth minute onward was just a car crash. Really, just went s- well, off the hill. All the stats are in our favour, apart from the one that matters. It um, was yeah. almost as if box, shots on yeah. shots on target, shots on every yards. single chance that they had felt like it was going in, whereas our chances were missing. Yeah, a bit I mean, like the Blacktown game. The issue, yeah. the issue with us, even before Ocon got here, was not only the players that we had, but mentally and I mean when we conceded the penalty which you could make a pretty good argument to say that it was never a penalty it was probably no. outside the box and in, even if it was in the box Roy made the most of it um, absolutely we concede the pen we probably think that we shouldn't have conceded it and then our heads drop and then we just go crap and, there and that's was been massive, an issue for a long time. There was massive encroachment in the box for the penalty as Huge. well. So I don't know who it was, but he was nearly standing in front of the ref when Roy took the penalty. He literally he ran past the referee <laughs> when the ball was hitting the net. It was yeah. yeah. Quite a dodgy ref. We, Quite a dodgy ref. We, we don't like refs folding, but the ref was not very good. No. And, and he had, definitely he had, lost control of the game. He had not much control over it, no. Because they were... I mean, 
it was good. It's good in a sense because it's the first game in probably three or four years that's actually felt like a derby because there was the odd niggle, there was the odd flying challenge. But there's oh, a, point a lot of tackles going in and from they, Newcastle yeah. earlier. They on. brought a lot more people than I expected to oh, be there. Heaps. I mean, well, I spoke to Dan before. He said they just uh, they brought just under two thousand. Wow. Newcastle media are claiming they brought two and a half. But uh, yeah, I thought they they'd probably get two bays. But it turned yeah. out it was like four or five. Yeah. So it was a lot. Yeah, if yeah. you take out empty seats, each bay holds about four hundred. So about five bays is two grand. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably about right. I mean uh the second goal was just Scarf. I think I think Glover <laughs> Glover probably regrets coming out as far as he did. I mean that was probably the, that was his one that big was, mistake. That was his one probably big mistake he made on the night. Other than that, I thought he was pretty good. I thought his distribution was better than um, Izzo's, which isn't hard. But um, he made one cracking save too. But I think the reaction save learned from that. Yeah, they point blank. It was yeah, it was um, Bugard, wasn't it? Bugard sort yeah, of got mm. a boot on it, and he just sort of reacted. Yeah, two goes at it. Yeah, and, and then I think he probably regrets coming out for that. And then Barrow and Golic just. Got lost in the box for some reason. There was reason. a lot of... I, did, I haven't watched the game back for obvious reasons, but there was a lot of people that were saying Golic wasn't very good. And no. in the Bay, we don't get the greatest view of the game, but I was surprised when people were saying Golic was stuffing up for goals because I thought in pre-season, I thought the Barrow-Golic centre-back partnership had a lot of potential. Yeah. It did work, but um, pre-season... As we say, every yep. year isn't everything. Mm. I think, you know, three of our back four probably had average games and it just murdered us in, well, in we, the end. We conceded five goals to a team that hadn't scored in nine, over nine hours. Yeah, and three of them against... I thought Barrow was solid. Harare is a gun. I'm so glad yes. we've got him. And yeah, I think another, another thing about Harare is we finally got someone to take a good set piece. Mm. Obviously the corner for the goal, right, put it on a plate. Azdrabal, and he was taking corners for most of the game. Um, we haven't worked out what the arms mean yet, though, have we? No. The no, two arms the up. The two arms. We'll get there. Do you reckon it's just a, a guess? A psych out. <laughs> just going back to Barrow, there was a lot of times where he was playing the early ball to Appia, and it probably worked once out of about ten times. Mm. So that was a bit strange for me, because every time... The Jets would probably would lose the ball in their final third. Barrow would just clear it upfield to Appiah's wing, and most of the time he just—I don't know what that was. Do you think there's a um, plan B? Well, it didn't look like it when we were down, did it? It's, it's almost nah. like if Plan A doesn't work, we don't know what Plan B is. Well, the, the Jets seemed to work us out after about <clears throat> what fifteen twenty minutes, and that was when they got on one-way traffic yeah. from there. Yeah. I mean, this is what we were talking about before. When when we've got the ball, we have lots of numbers around the ball in sort of a sort of close proximity. And then if we lose the ball, all it, all it really takes is one pass out from the Jets and all of a sudden we're in they've trouble. got one player in half the field of space. And that's, Long diagonal ball. Yeah, and that's yeah. basically how we conceded probably three of those goals. Yeah. And the possession and as well. Us. The possession, 64% possession. We shouldn't. We should never have lost that game by that margin. And I think we, we, we were twenty shots to fourteen. 
and they had seven shots on target. No, they only had six, I think. We six. Had, yeah, we had more. So they've scored five goals from six shots on target. Yep. That's a pretty damning stat against the goalkeeper, but then when you watch There's the game, it wasn't... In front of him. I think Glover, yeah. Glover was probably only at fault for that second goal yeah. for Roy, whereas all the other goals, he was left stranded by his defenders. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think one more thing, I think probably Dane De Silva is another positive. I think his work rate was really good, which is sometimes number 10s can be known for not working too hard, but he was working his backside off. He had a couple of good touches. I think he was trying very hard to get in the game, but I think he was marked out of the game their, for a majority their, of it. Their midfield did do well. And probably Brahma, I don't know, it might be harsh, but he probably didn't do enough to protect him. Maybe. I, I, I 100% agree. I so. was expecting more from Brahma. Like he did a lot of his job, but there was times where... Midfield was just way too open. Yeah, I'm going to wash my mouth out when I get home, but the Jets did play well. Hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, I can, well, I can so definitely agree, but replay, so we, I, I think that we made it relatively easy for them to yeah. open us up. It's just such a shame, but because everything was so... It felt like there was such a good vibe around here in pre-season leading up to that game, and then just everything backfired. Everything. Mm-hmm. But, bounce back this week. Well... Wanderers away isn't going to be easy. I think no, it won't be. <laughs> we'll, we'll probably we'll get to that game later, but the Wanderers look pretty decent. To be had fair, the, had the Tiffo go go all right? Yeah, went well. It was good. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was a lot. It was a lot heavier than we all thought. I think it was good. Um, it backfired severely, but it was it still went well. <laughs> it was a lot of hours yeah. of effort put into it, so it was it was good. It, it, was it went it went off without a hitch. So that was all we could. It ask was good for. because uh, Ernie Merrick said that it was disgraceful. He was a bit butt hurt, wasn't he? He and was then, a bit butt hurt. And you know we all hate Roy now. He's a snake, but to be fair to him, he played along with it and said it was good banner. So yeah, yeah. Snake, but fair play to him. He, he enjoys it. Yep. He enjoys and the rivalry. I think uh, I think Laurie would have loved his uh, artwork. Oh, he made a post about it. Yeah, no. did he? Yeah, he said he's heading. Fr- he's. Uh, I'm just leaving Terrigal, heading back up to Newcastle with three points in the trunk or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Laurie loves that stuff. Secret agent, not doing his job. Um, yeah, so decent crowd of about twelve thousand. Um, it's the most members we've had attend a game. Um, even more than last year, and I didn't scan mine. I didn't scan my membership to get so in. Either. I'm just wondering how many of those we're going to we co- possibly come back. lose. Yeah, well, that if you take away if you take away the Jets fans, say even even at most at most three thousand of them, that's still nine thousand of us. That's the biggest crowd we've had. In a while, yeah, and it, it, I think it comes back to being round one as well. Yeah, yeah, people the um, the longest off season in football in the world football, I think, and you know, getting, I think we got a lot of fair weather fans in because it was the first game, but hopefully they all come back. Yeah. And that's why these next two away games, even though they're going to be rough, we have to bounce back because it just felt like a massive kick in the guts. It was just like a huge opportunity lost, and I think I said this to someone the other day, or someone might have said it to me, but. It looked like stage fright in the end because mm. there was a lot of people there. There'd been a pretty big build-up for the first time in a while and it looked like we got stage fright after 15 minutes. So, Yeah, well, they're going to have to do a lot in the next two games to get those fans to come back, I reckon, for the victory game. Mm. So. I hope Ocon put a rocket up them because losing a derby by that much 
Even he looked a bit shocked. Yelling. He looked a little bit shocked on the bench because I don't think anybody saw that coming. No. Uh, two other things that were, you know, one one that's funny. Um, barbecue sauce giving the finger to the Jets fans. <laughs> that was entertaining. That was entertaining. I don't know, don't know how loud it is, uh, but it was quite amusing. Yeah, well, we've been told by Tomato Sauce that, um, you know, we probably won't get sponsorship because they can't control the content and then they are there flipping the bird. It's kind of funny. <laughs> so, so it's safe to say that you have a... Sauce, yes. In anyway, Master Foods, uh, the brass band. They uh, we met with Darren, who is the original leader of the brass band, not the one that we sort of had some issues with. I won't go into that. He was back. Um, yeah, and Darren. The the band were moved down to the southern end, um, to near the family base. How many and times um, did you yeah. hear him? I only heard him probably. Two or three times. I heard him the after game. the goal. That's none. I wasn't there, so I can't really comment. But yeah, I can't even remember hearing him after the goal. I remember hearing Tetris maybe halfway through the first half, but that was really the loudest that they were. I think. But um, yeah, we we spoke with Darren. We spoke with the band. They're gonna do their thing. We're gonna do ours. Try not to clash with each other. I think that's how it, it should be. Yeah, there's a new club uh, fan liaison, Howard, who's gonna. Um, Chat list and chat with the band and just try and organise things. So yeah, it's a positive move. I think that move. was a, definitely a smart move. Um, seems like a good bloke and knows what he's doing. So I think it should be all good for the majority of the season or the whole season. Anyway, onto the other games. Uh, City at home against Brisbane, winning that two nil. <coughs> Brisbane looked absolutely City lethargic and pathetic. City didn't from really the start. have to do a lot. They no. were just. Kamau, Kamau got the two goals and... The worst game to open the season. Yeah. It was a pretty dodgy game to open the season. <laughs> Brisbane just weren't... You know, Brisbane have been the, one of the top sides for, what, half the le- half the time the league's been around. Yeah. But this season, I think they're going to... Is it D'Agostino? Well. He, he looked like a promising... They had a couple player, of... But, um, Coletti as well. They had a couple of promising young players, but it's just... Old, it's just Dad's army. It's just an old squad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it out there and say that probably Aloisi will be first coach to be sacked. Yeah, well, I actually tipped him to win, but after yeah. watching that game, how, how did you tip him to win? It was such an easy tip because they had some City pretty good, good preseason form. Mm. Like, well, it's basically like us: good preseason form, start the season. No, off but they dodgy. were they were winning decently. We were winning what one nil. 2-0, 2 over anyway. victory. <laughs> I mean, that 2-0 over victory seems like a long time ago now. No, no, it does. I mean, FFA kept on trying to force this whole Melbourne City thing, and it's just not happening. The no, crowd, I mean, what was the crowd? The crowd was only 8, like 9,000. 9,000. Nine and a half yeah. or something like that. I mean, I don't know why you would open the season with that game. It was, I know it, if, if, if the game was good, I probably wouldn't be bagging it as much but it was a horrible game and when there's when there's no crowd and there wasn't much of an atmosphere either no and it was just really hard to watch and city didn't even get out of first gear really and i mean it would have been so bad it would have been a free-to-air curse if it was if it was actually still on free-to-air but um yeah just yeah like you said about melbournians i barely heard them yeah. Like the it was just a dull atmosphere. Like you expect a better atmosphere for round one, game one of a season. So you think you need to go Geelong? Who city? Move the club. 
No, they can't now. No. They're stuck. They've invested invested too much. We're stuck stuck with another average Uh, franchise. Lovely. Right, on to the big blue after our game. Victory, nil, Sydney, one. Some people say that... Pretty uh, fit. Is still waiting for that handshake. <laughs> I I did like the banter in the press conference after how he said we love coming to Melbourne. Frequent flyer points, Freque- <laughs> no, frequent flyer was it frequent flyer and three points or something like that. <laughs> so I was like, that's fair bet. It wasn't a great game. It wasn't one of the better um, big blues. Uh, Sydney got the goal from an own goal from Dang that sort of unluckily deflected off his leg when Bross missed the header. And so yeah. And to be honest, there wasn't much atmosphere in that game either, so that didn't really help because of everything that Melbourne have done to the Northern Terrace. Yeah. So there's two, except for our game, probably our game was probably the most exciting game of the round for a neutral, easily. Speaking None of these of games it, um, were spectacular. Speaking of exciting games, Phoenix at home against Adelaide. Just quickly, I wanted to That's just say about Sydney, just quickly, that Mizaevsky, the new Polish guy for Sydney... Good player, very good player. I think he'll be uh, definitely up there in the Johnny Warren. Shredder. But yeah, back to the Phoenix Adelaide game, I didn't really watch a lot of it. I just sat it on the TV in the background. Didn't really seem like it was a very a exciting affair. game. Not much to watch. There's another, Not much to talk about. A, an, another average one. But yeah, I, mean, on. I mean, the Knicks, the Knicks surprised me a little bit because I thought they would have got probably spanked by Adelaide. But um, they got a few, a few decent players. And so do Adelaide, so... Last game of the C, uh, the last game of the round, West Sydney two, Perth one. I think West w- Sydney tried to throw Wanderers, this away, didn't they? Wanderers dominated the game. I think um, should have won by more than more than one. Yeah, and Wanderers looked pretty good. Looking ahead to this week, we're going to have to bounce back in a very big way if we are to get a result against the Wanderers away. Yeah. I mean, Perth came back into it late, but. The Wanderers had that many chances, and that there was no way that they were going to lose. I thought Perth. I thought Perth's best player was Poscalero because I thought Poscalero played pretty well. Yeah, which was annoying to watch. Yeah, <laughs> really frustrating. I agree with that. Uh, we're back with Sean and Monty. How are you guys? Yeah, going great. Good guys, how are you doing? All right. And you're on your way down to the Socceroos match? Yep, yep. Currently uh, stuck in traffic, so we've got you on speakerphone. So, um, yeah, it'll uh, it'll be a while before we get there. You're in a corporate box tonight? Uh, yes, we are. Actually, we're in the chairman's function, so we get to um, uh, to, uh, to hang out with all the big wigs. And um, I'm sure it'll be really enthralling, but to be honest, I'd much rather be... Uh, been in the stands with some punters, but that's uh, sometimes the job you've got to do. So we see um, David Gallup tonight? Yep, yep. Were, yep, were you yep, asking where the A-Link advertising is? Uh, yeah, look, I'm sure he'll um, he'll uh, you know, thank us for our recent uh, advertising efforts to uh, to get such a great crowd. So, um, so I'm sure he'll straight bat it you know, back to us. But, um, yeah, probably sure. more their marketing department uh, that I need to talk to. Right, recently we had some uh, local elections. Have you met the new councillors and the mayor? Uh, look, I haven't met the mayor, um, but I've met just about all the councillors. Um, in fact, uh, some of them come along to uh, the Derby luncheon that we had last Friday. Uh, we've been in correspondence with, with all of them, um, even well before, prior to the election. And, um, and yeah, so, uh, so it's, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the mayor's extremely busy at the moment, but um, also met at the game uh, the new CEO, 
in uh, in Brian Bell. Uh, was there and some key uh, council staff come along to the game, which we haven't seen there before. So, yeah, so there's some good signs. Recently, we saw that uh, tenders went out for the additional change rooms at the stadium. Um, have the council indicated any time frames to you for when they will be complete? Uh, no, so you know it's uh, it's good that they're going out to the tender. I believe that that process kicked off yesterday, um, and um, and yeah, so I suppose you know, each tender process is different. Uh, it depends on the quality of the tenders that came in and if they need to change it. Because often what will happen is you learn things through the tender process from the different people uh, putting in for it. So, but um, but there is a um, yeah, there, there's a general positive energy around uh, the, the tender process to to get uh, get things happening pretty quickly. So does this mean that uh, Central Coast Mariners are going to ramp up their request for a W League team? Uh, what is? Yes, absolutely. Um, so that, that, that conversation is continuing. I spoke to Gregor Rourke last week and he wanted to touch base uh, with us as to how the stadium's going. Um, and seeing the tender process and the, the detail around the change rooms is exciting. And I think there's every um, yeah, there's every reason to get excited that moving forward, uh, that's, uh, that, that barrier will no longer be in the way. What's happening with the uh, the big screen? Um, yeah, so the, so the big screen. Uh, I was able to uh, to speak to the new CEO and um, and, and some some key staff there on uh, at the game. Uh, so it's an evolving topic. Uh, we are we did schedule you know to, to catch up for another meeting so I could get a full debrief because it was a bit hard on match day. Uh, but yeah, so they've they've got a tender process out now uh, for the big screen. So it's not necessarily uh, that they're set in stone on the second hand screen. Uh, from what I'm led to believe, so I don't have all the details, uh, but um, but I know that there's a um, there's a good review happening to that. So it sounds from from our perspective, um, you know, probably a little bit more optimistic that um, uh, that, that that we'll get the best solution uh, because they are going to tender, and through that process, that means that all options are uh, become explored. So um, so whilst there was a temporary screen there at the time uh, for this one, and we may have that for a few games, uh, the um, I think this process will move pretty quickly. Uh, and it's and it's good to have a good positive conversation with council about um, about what that's going to look like. That's some great news. Um, any other news of the stadium, or it's a bit quiet from now? Uh, well, yeah, bit quiet um, is, um, is is probably appropriate in regards to uh, the sound system. So um, <laughs> so we're still um, uh, yeah, it's a bit tongue in cheek there. But, but I know that the sound system uh, is is the next one on the list. Um, so so that should be getting updated. Uh, they uh, they did do some upgrades to the uh, to the current uh, change rooms, just um, you know, just some touch-ups, and they've done some uh, upgrades to some of the corporate facilities, which is actually really good. Uh, corporately, we can offer a lot more than what we had previously. There's some double boxes and some facilities that um, uh, that that are good. So it does appear that there is movement happening um, yeah, in in those in those parts, and uh, we'll we'll keep we'll keep working, we'll keep talking to them, uh, and what is high on the agenda right now. Uh, is the is the um, is the long-term venue high agreement. So our current agreement runs out at the end of this season. So we're looking to accelerate that now. Um, the tone is to you know, how long we can lock in uh, our agreement and what does that look like for the long term. I think it's a real good opportunity to fix a few things. Right. Um, so FIFA and FFA are sort of loggerheads at the moment, and there's some legal action going on. Can you give us the latest with that? Yeah, look, it's uh, again, it's a it's a moving feast at the moment. The uh, the November deadline is looming, um, so that uh, what needs to happen by then is there needs to be an agreement between all the stakeholders of the game, which is the member federation, um, member federations, and the A League clubs, and also the PFA. At the moment, the uh, the A League clubs and the PFA 
uh, at a model, which is a what they call a 9511. Um, so for those at the current model is there's nine votes uh, for the member federations and one vote for the A-League clubs in a 10-vote Congress. What the Congress is, is the Congress pretty much appoints the FFA board. Um, and so that has to change. That's been mandated from FIFA. And so the A-League model is for a 9511, nine votes to the member feds, which they currently got. The A-League clubs then have five votes, uh, so pretty much a half vote per club, um, you know, but brought together by an AFCA group, one vote for the PFA, and then one vote for the women's uh, game. And how that gets constructed is, is also being debated. But under a 9511 model, then there's no single entity or group can purely appoint the board. And that's probably the sticking point in the member feds that are looking for a 9411 model. Uh, one less vote for the A-League clubs. Uh, what that would mean is that the, if all the member feds were unanimous on a decision for the board, then nobody else could stop it if there was a combined decision from everybody else. So that becomes the sticking point you know, for that. Uh, with there not likely to be a resolution or an agreement um, between the two voting models, it uh, does look like it's, it's, uh, uh, it's impending that FIFA will send a normalising committee uh, at, in, uh, in November. A uh, normalising committee would come in, remove the current FFA board, and then look to appoint a new board, set out some rules, and they may say, you know, this is, you know the Congress model's got to be a, a 931 or a 971. You know, they, they, there's, there's, no, um, there's no knowing how FIFA would make those decisions. It's purely up to them. But then what's, what they put in is set in stone, and then they, there's a new FIFA board that understands that mandate from FIFA, and, and off we go. So... Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a very complicated process. It's a very important one. On one side, it doesn't feel right that FIFA has to come in to to fix the, um, the the governance of the game, but on the other side of things, it doesn't feel right that any one uh, group within the game can have full control. So um, so uh, so yeah, it's a, it's it's an interesting dynamic. That's very yeah, quite complex. I'm just trying to sink all that in. Yeah. <laughs> so in short. The member federations and the FFA don't agree with the A-League clubs, and because we're not agreeing, FIFA's got to come and sort it out. Um, and um, and that, that's, that's likely to happen. Uh, it does appear that uh, FFA uh, and the member feds are going to try to push through a model before FIFA come out. However, it doesn't appear that, that um, uh, it, it, we'd be amazed if FIFA actually accepted that because it would be them going back on their word um, that... Um, uh, they mandated that everyone's got to agree, otherwise they're coming in, and, and the other clubs in the PFA won't agree. So it's highly likely that FIFA will come in and set up a normalisation? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's my own personal opinion, but I can't see uh, many other um, um, outcomes at the moment. Right. Okay, this one's for Monty. Um, obviously, with the 5-1 loss in the weekend, it's not a good result. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on the game? How could we improve? Uh, look, I think it was a shock to everybody. Uh, you know, we'd had a fantastic pre-season. Come off the back of some great results against Victory and, and Sydney. And to be honest, um, after the first 10 minutes, we went a goal up and it was a bit of a dubious penalty from our friend Roy. Um, you know, for me, I've watched over the incident again and, you know, even in slow motion, it's very harsh. But, you know, we put the penalty away. And then after that, I just thought, you know, we probably lost the battle a little bit and, uh, that was a, that was a disappointing thing for us. Uh, there's no doubt, you know, we played some good football, but you know, on the day, you know, we we 
our desperation to defend crosses and, and shots wasn't what we expected and wasn't what we'd seen all pre-season. So this week's been a little bit of, um, you know, we, we've gone through the footage and I think the boys know that, you know, that it was a disappointing result and, um, you know, we, we've got to do better. And, uh, yeah, I think moving forward, we've... It's probably uh, you know, it's probably a blessing that it happened first game of the season. Uh, again, it's not it's not an ideal result, and especially against the Jets. But we've got to put it to bed now, and we've got a massive game on Saturday. And the boys know that we you know we've 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 really got to uh, you know step it up in, in every department and and show the, show what we've shown all pre-season. So speaking of the game on Saturday, how are we looking at uh, dealing with the Wanderers with their two-one win on the weekend? Though, you know they they could have won. By a lot more. Um, what are we look, What are we doing at looking at uh, beating them? Obviously, we've gone through the footage this week, and we'll go through the footage again of of the Wanderers uh, probably probably Thursday or Friday. Um, and you know they, they're a good side. They spent a lot of money over the summer, um, which is uh, which has been well documented. Um, the big Spanish boy up front is a real threat. He's he's got quality and. He likes to score goals, so number one, we have to defend better than we did um, on the weekend. But we know going forward, we've got some, uh, you know, we've got a couple of players back. We've got Stormy back, we've got Hooli back, uh, which were, you know, obviously big losses for us on the weekend. Um, and I think we, we didn't really utilise our, our pace on the weekend because the Jets played quite deep. We never sort of got in behind them. That's one thing that we've done really well pre-season, and 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 we've got you know we've got focus on this weekend. It's a big pitch at Spotless, and it's a it's a nice pitch. So yeah, we're looking forward to to going down that down there and putting on a good performance, and you say moving on from from last week's uh, disappointment. Okay, thanks, Monty. Back to you, Sean. Um, we're currently watching your staff play table tennis in the next room. How do you go at that? Do you go all right, or do they spank you? Uh, I, I haven't played. I have. Uh, I've not accepted the challenge. I. I don't like to go into battles I can't win, and uh, and I'm and I'm not very good. But um, I'm imagining right now that it's probably Jesse and Tyson. Uh, oh, going close. Over song. Okay. Jesse, Jesse so, and Shay. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, come on, Shay. You can do better. It's a quality match. Yeah, um, so, and uh, but what I, what I do know is that um, uh, the boys down at training, uh, they kick they kick the shit out of anyone up in admin. Uh, they're, they're much better than we are. <laughs> it's good to um, Speaking of Jesse, you asked me to ask you this. Are you going to appear in the Central Coast Dancing with the Stars? Uh, see, he's just saying that because he knows that he's actually uh, going to be forced to have to do that. So, really? um, so un- unfortunately for Jesse, as the events manager, he needs to do a few things. So, um, so it's, it's a nice joke that he gets you to ask me that question, but the reality is, is, uh, is I just want to know if he's going to wear a tux or if he's going to put in a, put a big skirt on. So um, that'd be funny. <laughs> I think uh, Laurie did it a few years ago, so you got to step up, mate. Oh, yeah, I don't like to uh, to sit in Laurie's shadow, so that makes sense. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, one question from a listener, Stuart McAteer. Are we petitioning the FFA for six-minute long games? Petitioning the FFA for, sorry, what, for six minutes? Yeah, six-minute long games. We would have won on the weekend. Ah, oh, okay, gotcha. All right. No worries. Well, Keep up. Stewie, mate, thanks. Thanks, mate. I get the uh, – Stewie's always, always into me on the weekend, so <laughs> carry on, boy. Always keep me grateful. Right, well, thank you both for joining us. Uh, have fun tonight. Don't get too excited. Enjoy. All right, good stuff. Cheers, guys. Sorry if it was a bit stuttery being in the car, but um, hopefully they come across all okay. So good. Cheers, guys. See ya. Love you, Mike. Love you too. See ya.
And we're back to previews. Sorry if the uh, the line to Sean and Monty was a bit bit odd. But, um, yeah, and we had a bit of an issue this end as well. Luke and Josh couldn't talk for some reason. Lucky for them because I would have bombarded Monty with a couple of questions about the game. Anyway. No, I'm just kidding. Right, uh, we'll do some quick previews. Uh, Brisbane, Adelaide. <clears throat> I can't tip Brisbane. Even if they're back at home, I just can't tip Brisbane no. after round one. So I'm going to say Adelaide. It's got to be Adelaide. I think Adelaide... Adelaide played some decent stuff. They've signed a few good players sort of under the radar. I think they'll do Brisbane pretty easy. Totally agree. Uh, then we have West Sydney at home against us. I, you know what? We're going to have to play a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, as uh, as Sean, uh, sorry, as Monty just said, we've got Hawley back after the suspension and um, Rue... Hopefully Storm plays because we, be need, we, need, we need Storm. Yeah. I mean, Storm and Hawley back are going to make a huge difference because... Apia, no offense to Apia, but who will start over him every time? He will, yeah. Like Apia, his work rate is obviously really good, and his defensive efforts are really good. But number one, when you're in that position, we need you good to be going forward. And he yeah. was, he was. Sometimes he can be all right, and sometimes he can be a little bit average. And that's what he was on the weekend. He was another one that was marked out of the game. Just <clears throat> couldn't really get anything going. Yeah. So hopefully, um, you know we fix a few of the issues that we had on the weekend because the Wanderers, they've signed some really good players. Um, Riera is Riera dangerous. He's a gun. So hopefully Golic has a little bit of a better game because him and Barrow are going to have their hands full marking him. It looks as if the Wanderers have finally solved their striker curse because Riera looks mm. the goods, whereas their last probably, what, three or four strikers have been duds. Yeah, Bridge wasn't too bad. Ugh, can't stand him. No, yeah. no, but he's not too bad. I can't stand him. Good goal score. But he... Yeah, he can score. It's the same with Sandalab. I hate Sandalab, but so for everyone. some for some reason he just finds a way to score. Yeah, so did Roy mm. on the weekend. Where was that last year? <laughs> anyway, yeah, he can score what three goals and three chances, but he can only score one out of thirty with us. Sixteen. It was one in sixteen. Really? Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, that's that's the stat. One in sixteen shots was a goal for Roy last year. And what, what is he now? Three from three. Yeah, three. Yeah. <sighs> well, do you include the one that was offside? Oh well, it, it it counted in the game, so I guess so. Even though it wasn't no, the one that was called um, for offside. Oh, the boot headed it to him, and he, he just he was just a foot offside. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and he had the heart to say that we should focus more on keeping our better players. I was like, well, you were shit <laughs> when you were here. Christ. That's good, Vance. Yeah, anyway. didn't, didn't he leave leave because he was getting paid a hundred grand more? Yeah, so. yeah we, we didn't want to offer him more money. So. Well, he's, he's the Jets' marquee, so. Right, uh, the Melbourne Derby, following ours. Yeah, should be a half decent game to look forward to. It should be decent. Hopefully, it's not a fizzer like Sydney Melbourne last week. Well, they were both they were both pretty average last week, weren't they? I mean, yeah. everyone was pretty average except for the Jets, annoyingly. Maybe um, a draw, which is like a a world I don't want to be a part of. <laughs> no, not good, not good at all. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go draw. Agreed. Yeah, me too. I was, yeah, I think. I'd I think also maybe like a a one all or a two all. I don't think. I don't think. I don't yeah. think it'll be scoreless. I think it'll be a one all or two all. I'd also like to announce I got no tips right the weekend that just went. So that's going to talk about in a second. Tips don't mean <laughs> shit. Uh, the scum at home against the Perth. 
the Perth. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Perth. I was going to say the Perth glory, <laughs> but the, the, the Perth. The Perth. The Perth. Um, <clears throat> again, I'm going to go draw. I thought Perth were okay against the Wanderers. They got completely outplayed, yeah. but then the Jets are... No, they weren't. Jets are, good. just let me vomit, are in form after beating us. So, How many games do you need to have to be in form? Uh, Surely more than one. A 5-1 win. A 5-1 <laughs> win that puts probably good constitutes being in decent form. Yeah, but surely you're going to have two or three games to be in form. I, I think they may win, but I can't tip them, so I'm going to go draw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force myself to tip them and... Uh, have a massive bath when I get home, but <laughs> yep. um, they are they're doing some promotion where they're giving away like thousands of free tickets yeah. and stuff. So yeah, three thousand tickets, I think. They're going to have a huge crowd there. Their first home game. What day is it? Sunday. Yes. What time? Uh, five. See, that's all right. They're, they're going to have a big crowd there. So I think home ground advantage, massive win against us. I'd love them to lose, but. Yeah, I can I see Jets doing will. this one, to be honest. If they play anything like they did against us with um, Perth's back line, then, um, yeah, they'll, Jets will win that. Yep. And last game is Sydney at home against Wellington. Wellington weren't, weren't that bad, but, again, I don't think they created a lot. Um, so you, I, you just can't tip against Sydney at no, the moment. No, they're too good. Sydney, yeah. are, you know, unfortunately, like they were last season, probably... Too good for the rest of the league. And I think Sydney will win comfortably. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think the Knicks, Knicks have got a few... I think Finkler hopefully will be back this week for the Knicks because he was out last week. Um, Dario Vitisic, I completely forgot that he even went there. Um, but he actually went all right on the weekend. But I, th- I still think they'll struggle this year. They've got too many sort of average players. Yeah. Um, so Scott Galloway went all right, but he's going to struggle against Sydney. Who they they've just got too much quality, too much quality. And like I said before, that Mizaevsky, the new Polish winger for them, looks like a very good player. So Sydney have seemingly got their recruitment right again. Um, and yeah, easy. Oh, oh, easy win for Sydney. I think so. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, onto the tipping. Luke, as you mentioned, you got none. I yep. got two, I think. Josh, would you none. get your I got I got City right. I got I tipped us in the derby. <laughs> that went well. Um I tip Sydney, tip Wanderers, but I tipped a Adelaide win in the Adelaide Wellington game, so I got three out of five, so I'm happy with that. Well, first place is Fred, who's actually running the tipping comp, so it's massively rigged. It's because he though. used his joker <laughs> thing. You know, it's not too late to join the tipping comp. Uh, you'll certainly be beating Boise. Yep. You pick any this week. So. <laughs> Three people got zero with me, so I'm equal 49th. That's fine. Yeah, anyway, it's, uh, yeah, join in. Uh, it's got vouchers for sidelines. You get cash prize as well, so jump in. Uh, that's it, I think, for this week's show. Just a quick one. We'll be back next week after our win against West Sydney. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't wait for you to play that next week and we've been smacked again. I've called it early, mate. <laughs> I love the confidence for us, but it, there's no confidence for the Socceroos tonight, is there? No, what? No. Just quick, do you want to just talk quickly about that? No. No? No, I don't want to say anything. I think I think we'll win. I think we'll win pretty comfortably and go straight through.
That's my tip. I'm gonna record. I'm gonna play that. Back just because we're at just because we're at home, I think. I think we'll we'll win one or two nil. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. See ya.